Hi everyone, I'm Summer. I'm Vanessa and welcome to the Sit Still Look Pretty podcast. Today we have such an exciting episode for you guys. This episode is generally so close to home. You guys always say you like how transparent we are. This episode yeah. <laughs> will take the cake. It's true. I think um, this is going to be the more, for lack of a better word, juicy episode. <laughs> <laughs> I think for a long time since we started SSLP people have been waiting for us to do episodes like this I think that's a lot of women like a podcast run by women and ones that focus on like dating and stuff a lot of them have these kinds of topics we genuinely want to give the best advice we can but also a few embarrassing stories along the way I think learned a few lessons along the way today obviously by the title (laughs) you've already read we're going to be talking about dating as a gen z this isn't to discriminate against any like millennials or any kind of other generations of women and people in general it is just obviously vanessa and i are gen z so it's like this like this episode is coming from our personal experience we can't speak on other people's experiences so yeah that's it but not to discriminate you may find some things helpful in here or you may find things to absolutely laugh your head off different generations have faced different challenges in terms of dating not just dating but everything Mm -hmm. else so it wouldn't be fair of us to speak with other generations in mind exactly okay so we're gonna break this down we're gonna talk about dating as a gen z in terms of going on dates and like how to like get yourself back out there and those kind of top tips to to dating and things to look out for but things for also you maybe not to do (laughs) and things that we have done and you learned a lesson from but also the second half is going to be like when you're actually in that relationship and I think this is where the generational thing is really going to come into play because we're going to talk about different traditions and like your relationship and looking at that in comparison to maybe your parents relationship and how to structure your life around being who you want to be in your career and stuff like that and your relationship and all of that malarkey I think we should kick it off otherwise I could talk about the structure of this like a the Virgo woman that I am constantly I think I've mentioned in the podcast before I, I had my dating period and I ended things with someone re- pretty recently and I think it's just because I don't really I realize that I don't really want to date we'll go into that we'll go into that in this section um, I think that's a massive thing are you actually even ready this is what I mean okay I'm gonna start with that I was dating someone recently not in a relationship like we were going on dates and stuff and I had a dating period from I guess September up until recently where I was dating a few people I was really putting in the work <laughs> stop it not at the same time but I think this is something that I didn't realize I thought oh I've graduated from uni I'm working I'm a material girl I'm in my best life period and I thought I was ready for a relationship like I thought I had got out of my previous relationship which lasted a year in June and I thought it's September I'm over it let's do this let's get back in the dating game I'm a relationship person I like to be in relationships that's just who I am but I'm also very picky and this is where the confusion starts I thought that these I was going on multiple dates with different people at different times so like I was dating like let's call him crypto guy and then I was dating and then I was dating <laughs> sorry I'm gonna give them this is like, off to a great start this I is know. off to a Absolutely. great start shocking some of our friends that are gonna listen to this are gonna know exactly who these people are because I'm using the code names that we use in the friendship group but anyway 
I was dating crypto guy for a couple months and he planned dates amazingly and we really got on and we really hit it off and all of that stuff and then he made like sexual innuendos and I was like yeah no and I just cut it off instantly from that moment I was like no like I'm not doing this anymore and then I started dating somebody else um, a couple weeks after this let's call him perfume guy and I was dating perfume guy and he did a really nice date and we went to a museum and stuff like that and and he had this nickname for me called trouble and it was just the whole thing was really sweet and we spoke for a bit but then after that I started dating somebody else and but I cut all of these people off for kind of things that you know at the time I had convinced myself were big things and obviously here's the trick I'm very picky I have very high standards I'm very picky I have still managed to pick the wrong ones, but nonetheless, I'm very picky. And what I realized after the most recent one is he did everything right. Like he did everything. He did everything by the book. We got on like a house on fire. He got on with Vanessa. Everything was like, was great. But I didn't have the feeling there. I wasn't there. And all three of these people I met on date. And I just want to preface that this is not going to be the same for everybody. But this is what I realized about myself. And this is the reason why I'm not dating right now. And it is that I do have high standards and I am very picky. But it's because I wasn't willing to compromise on these things or actually open up and talk about these things. And that's where the issue is. I wasn't dating because I wanted a relationship. I was dating because I was lonely and I felt like I needed to be in a relationship because every part of my, every other aspect of my life, I felt like it was completed. I had my job. I've got my degree. I live alone. I have a routine. I felt because of every other part of my life was filled. I felt like a relationship was the final part that needed to be filled. And that is where... I started off wrong in my dating experiences. I think it's harsh to say a lot of people, but a lot of the people around me that I've seen tend to get into relationships just for the sake of it, just because it's the cool thing to do. And I think in today's day and society is frowned upon to be single. It's mm. like, if What's you don't have a roster, you? yeah, mm. if you don't have a roster, if you don't have people messaging you, good night, good morning, how are you at every like hour of the day, like it's cutthroat in that sense. And it's hard because mentally it, it's, it's exhausting to keep up with that. And realistically, as you grow older, you don't have as much free time anymore. Like in university, I had all the free time in the world you were a lot more flexible with your time when you graduate and you start work you work morning till the evening and you really don't have a lot of free time anymore so the free time that you do have you have to be so not not careful with it but like strategic with it in the sense that you don't want to waste it on people who are just gonna waste your time so what I'm just trying to start this debate with is are you even ready to be in a relationship? Exactly. I, think- I jumped into a relationship super young and it was a very serious relationship. Obviously, I learned a lot of things. This is the thing. Like relationships are supposed to be fun and they're supposed to be enjoyable and you're supposed to, you know, have somebody. It's always great having somebody in your life who, you know, is like your friend, but you have all of these super intense romantic feelings for and you just enjoy their company and all of this stuff. But they're not like they're not like things to like mess around with I'm not saying that they're so serious but I'm just saying at the crux of it they are serious this is my personal opinion you'll find out more about that in the fuck boys episode coming up next but two people's emotions are at the core of this 
so you have to be very careful because somebody else's emotions are in your hands and your emotions are in their hands a lot of the time this is another thing I want to say don't think that you're not going to fall in love if you keep messing with one person it's just not it's just not like I, I see this so often people are like oh yeah we're just talking and stuff and then the next second the next the next thing you're in love and you want to like hear a psychological love, fact <laughs> I know exactly what you're gonna say because you said this to me yesterday oh did I tell you oh it ruins that maybe these guys haven't heard it though the psychological <laughs> fact is that if you sit there and you say that you don't want to be in a relationship and you're just gonna like hook up do your thing I back you all the way as long as you're not hurting anybody else do your thing but apparently psychologically it's considered a relationship after you've had sexual intercourse three times when you start like you go into it with headstrong you don't have feelings and all of that stuff some people genuinely that never affects them and some people genuinely like couldn't care less and I think that's where the idea of a roster's come from have multiple people on the go but if you are that person who that you are deeply emotional and you value relationships over other things like me this is the realization I came to I think the thing that me and Vanessa are trying to get across to you right now is that you need to know whether you're one ready for a relationship because I don't think you're ever really ready but I think whether you're ready to have that kind of commitment in your life but also whether you actually want a relationship or whether you're just feeling a bit lonely or you're kind of attention starved we all get attention starved it's like it's not a big deal you're not a like a villain for it but also I think the final one is whether you're ready to open yourself up to the potential to get hurt if it doesn't go right and I think that's what a lot of people don't think about as well I can't speak for everyone else but like I know Summer and I have been through a lot of stuff romantically (laughs) and um that is understatement of the year standards are subjective by the way and they come from certain experiences but what I'm trying to get across is that some people have this mentality that oh if it's hard it's worthwhile or I'm gonna fight for this and I'm gonna make it work sis sometimes you just gotta accept that there's nothing to fight for it it ain't ever gonna work you will not be the one to fix him and that's just that I think like having this fixated mentality and being like, oh, I can fix him. Like I can save him. I can do this. I can do that. You're only going to end up hurting yourself. Yeah. And I think that that's the thing that you have to think about, like who you are in relationships. Some of us never know who you actually are in relationships. Some of us have never been in relationships. Some of you guys have never been in relationships. Same difference. Do you know what I mean? So you guys don't know who you are in a relationship. But I think being able to identify things like your attachment style, being able to identify the kind of romantic traumas, because I think something that you guys don't realize is if your parents have been divorced or you saw your parents' marriage break down or you grew up in a single mother household or you grew up in a single father household even if you didn't have a bad way of living those things can also be classed as traumas and I'm not trying to say you have trauma I'm just saying sometimes think about you as a person because I think it's easy to get lost in relationships in the dating world and all of that stuff but we don't want you guys out here getting hurt so things to look out for when you're dating I think I swung into that very well by the way I would just like insert okay, round of applause. so here's the thing right I'm just gonna go out and say it you might agree with me you might disagree this is just what I think this don't settle don't ever settle dust settles I don't period whatever you settle for right now at the beginning of a relationship will be the reason you end up breaking 
up later on that is do not settle the if you meet the right person will rise to the occasion and will meet your standards Mm -hmm. nothing will be too much for the right person if you wanted to he would i'm sorry it's such a simple sentence but honestly that is all the therapy that i ever needed right there it's all the closure that i ever needed it's right there in that sentence. I think this is what linking to that before I say my one. I said this to my cousin the other day and I said to her like a person matches your standards. You don't make someone match your standards. That's not how life works. You can't meet someone and mold them into who you want them to be and that you shouldn't meet people who want you to mold into who they want you to be. You should just be able to they should just be able to meet your standards. But this is the thing that I want to look out want you guys to look out for and it is the ability to be yourself if you meet someone and you're on a date with them whether it's a first second third fourth fifth sixth etc date that you've been on with somebody if you realize every single date you're able to be yourself I think that's a major green flag and you're enjoying yourself and they're enjoying themselves I think that's a major green flag because I think something that people a lot of the time we don't realize is that when you're interacting with people you feel like you have to be someone you have to attune to their needs or their likes and dislikes and things like that but if you feel so comfortable to to be yourself and that person allows you the space to do that I think that's a major green flag to look out for but I also think that that also comes from you as well so listen to season one of the blueprint because we can we teach you guys how to do that as well but nonetheless even if you've mastered that in yourself I think a lot of the time it can come to when you interact with other people who is potential when you put them on pedestals to feel like you have to you know attune to their needs. I just wanted to say in regard to that, it will feel so effortless with the right person. Mm. Like it will feel like you don't even have to try. That's how smooth it will be. And the reason I can tell you this is because I felt it once and I know Summer has too. It will feel like it's just it's if you can picture two pieces of a puzzle coming together and working so perfectly that is exactly how it would feel. There will be no icks. There will be no nothing. It will just be pure bliss. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want you to think about the next time it things are getting hard with someone in the space of, I don't know, the first week. The of dating the period, yeah. Yeah, like things should not be hard from the jump. If you're married, you have a mortgage, you have a kid, whatever, then I can understand things can get hard. But they do not, they cannot be hard from the jump because that sets the foundation for the whole relationship to be hard. Another thing I wanted to say, and I know Summer will agree with me on this one because it's the reason why she cut someone off recently. (laughs) If he brings up any sort of physical contact on a first date, yeesh red flag yeesh no no flag no no red flag. it's a respect thing and I think this is what people don't think about enough whether you're on a romantic date platonic date no matter what kind of date you are no matter if it's your first or your 10th date that you're on with somebody the way that they handle physical affection and intervening in your physical and personal space is a big deal So really early on, if they're invading your your physical and personal space, that is a red flag because it shows their lack of respect. Don't get me wrong. If he's if you're on a date, then, you know, he like you're laughing and he's making a joke, whatever. Oh, yeah. Not like that. That's fine. 
But if he tries to, I don't know, invite you over back to his or putting his hand on your hip, your gut will tell you if you yeah. feel like that is right. You're right. So we're but, not sitting here saying that there's a specific rule to it, but your gut will tell you if you but think also, you're comfortable with that or not. But also, why are you rushing? If you truly like someone and you're on a first date with them and you genuinely can't wait to see them again because you gel so nicely, why are you rushing things? This is my thing. And this goes towards like the date, my date ideas as well. I'm going to throw a few of these in here. Um, my favorite dates that I go on are one, the person has planned them. So it takes off a lot of weight off my shoulders because we'll talk about this in the the second half in about a couple minutes I'm very independent and I'm borderline control freak so I never noticed that me planning dates before was an issue until recently but my favorite kind of dates going to grab coffee walking around the simple dates and I prefer these as beginning dates personally this is my personal thing is again your dating procedure process the types of dates you like are completely subjective but if you are like me and you're very emotional and you take in a lot of what's going on around you and you know that you have an anxious attachment style which means that you can get attached really easily I think the best dates are the ones where they're more relaxed because you get to know somebody better If somebody has, they're comfortable in just going for a walk or just going to have a coffee or just having a picnic or something simple, not something really overstimulating, you get to see their personality a lot of the time and they actually, you able to figure out if you can be comfortable with them just in a simple setting. And I think that's really important for me personally. And I think it's worked really well in my previous dating history, because as much as the dates that I went on before with those guys were amazing and they didn't go anywhere the dates were really enjoyable for that reason. Swinging on from that, actually. So you said how you like to get to know someone on a more informal basis so that you mm. can you know, get to know more about a relaxed one. Yeah. Yeah. So that's really important because if you're seeing potential in someone, right? Mm. So this doesn't necessarily have to be as a first date. It can be a second or a third date. Obviously, you wouldn't go with someone on a second or a third date if you didn't see potential in them. Mm. If you see potential within someone for the long term, now I don't know what you guys' dating strategy is. Like, are you dating just for the laws? Are you dating for the long term? I don't know. Mm-hmm. But if you're dating for the long term, having an informal date like that is very important because you can really see the kind of values, principles, and morals someone has. Mm-hmm. And you can then ascertain whether if you're fighting regarding something you can ascertain whether it's just a mere kind of difference of opinions of not seeing eye to eye or whether your values and fundamental basics values whatever are not in alignment and if they're Mm. not in alignment that's a very big yeah it's not gonna work (laughs) we said this in the previous episode if you haven't had a chance to listen to the making meaningful relationships episode i recommend giving it a listen it's about romantic and platonic first half platonic second half romantic we said that you need to pick the people you surround yourself with based off your own morals and principles and i think that this is something that a lot of people don't realize if you wouldn't let your friend do it why would you let a potential partner do it it's that simple when you people are dating they're too often thinking about a romantic partner and a life partner but if you want your friends to be around for your whole life 
why would you put a partner on different standards and and let them get away with having lesser morals than your friends do it's not fair also if you fall in love with someone and your values and fundamentals are really different you are signing yourself up to a prolonged period of isolation from your friendship group too because obviously your friendship group shares your the same values and principles as you do otherwise they wouldn't be your friend and if you date someone whose values are completely different then how can you merge those two lives together yeah they don't have to be around them just because you're with it's just gonna it just puts a lot of tension and yeah, pressure like exactly. it, it obviously people have different opinions a hundred percent and you're entitled to you're allowed to but when the values are different yeah it's a bit harder to mesh those two it's like when you put two friendship groups together that yeah. don't really have much in yeah. common another thing I wanted to end this part of the episode on was etiquette regarding going on dates yes and So I wanted to talk specifically about telltale signs. So when you Mm. go on a date, you need to be very observant. How does he talk to the... the, Yeah, does he have manners to the waiting style? How, what are his manners? What kind of words does he use? Does he swear a lot? How does he use his hands? Does he open the door for you? Is he chivalrous at all? If you don't have that basic, to me, it's just not going to work. But I think Um, as well, when it comes to, to dating etiquette as well, and when you're talking to them, Vanessa mentioned does he swear a lot, the words he uses, the way he um, talks about himself. I think you also need to, when it comes to the questions, because obviously when you're dating, you're going to ask a lot of questions. If you ask him a question and he doesn't flip it around on you, problem. Because he obviously has a very big ego and he doesn't care to know any of this about you or thinks he already does know it. And again, why would you want to date someone who wouldn't take the time to ask you? your opinion but also just really quickly because Vanessa's just putting her hand up because she wants to say something (laughs) like we're in school but (laughs) but also if he just asks you questions about you doesn't answer really any questions about him or they're very vague nine times out of ten he's a narcissist (laughs) just you also need to listen to not just listen but pay attention to is he actually listening to what you're saying or is he just listening because mm. he's waiting for his turn to speak yes very big very big and honestly learning how to read people and learning people skills will help you tremendously in this yeah. not just in dating in general but in life yeah. I can tell straight away when someone is actually listening to what I'm saying or they're just acting yeah. but when you think that a guy is he's not talking so much and he's just listening and you're like oh my god girls he listened to he listened to all of my answers he just let me talk and talk about myself he wants to get to no that red flag i had one more thing to say Sorry. Oh, okay go on I was just gonna say, don't so i know that a lot of us women are very independent we are a material girl we Period. get it but when it comes to men dial that down a bit so like this hyper independence oh I can do it all on my own I got this I got that I pay my own bills I do this and I do that men have a provider like instinct whether it's they just pull out your chair it's that simple or whether if you're cold they give you their coat or whatever they feel like they made a difference they helped the reason why I want to add this on is because it's a common misconception you have a thousand pounds in your bank he has a thousand pounds in his bank 
that purse is 500 pounds he now has 500 pounds in your bank and you now have 1000 pounds in your bank this is what i'm saying when you date someone man in particular or someone who's very masculine has a lot of masculine energy it doesn't take away from your independent it doesn't mean that you're not independent and it doesn't mean that you can't do it by yourself it's nice to be treated like a lady and it's nice to be taken out and and hyper you're not born to be alone <laughs> yeah exactly we're like humans we say this all the time humans are social beings so what vanessa is literally saying is hyper independence the crux of it the right man is going to appreciate your independence not want to take that away from you but still going to want to be their provider that's where that's that is the pinnacle it's not a man who wants to take away your independence so that you completely depend on him never do that do you still have all of your independence and the thousand pounds in his bank turning into 500 pounds half of it's his independence and the other half is being spent on you do you know what I mean it was like the vision yeah. aid I didn't explain that very yeah well. no like we women have that nurture in us whatever men have a protector mindset protector and uh, psychologically let's go on to the in the relationship when you're actually in a relationship and this is where the generational thing is really going to come into play and that is when you're in this relationship with your person you found your person your soulmate your lover boy girl they them and it comes now to you want to introduce them to your family or your parents friends we've already covered it we'll just do parents and family members so gen z why are we wreaking havoc in the world why is that because we're breaking societal norms <laughs> that's why we're we're wreaking havoc and i think our parents and the relationship we have with our parents on what they want us to do and what they who they want us to be and how they want us to handle our relationships is a key point of focus here when your parents ask you i'm going to actually give a direct example because this has actually happened to me twice two of the people that I've dated and two people that I thought I was going to bring back to my parents before I realized that I didn't I wasn't ready to date this was in like the past seven month period so my parents asked me where I met these people (laughs) so the first one I met on a dating app I swear to you when they asked me where I met them and where I told them I had met them you would think I had told them that I I picked him up from a trash bin like you would genuinely think that I had told them something so like catastrophic and their world shattered completely shattered in front of my eyes my parents are those kind of people who they can't understand dating apps they don't understand why people can't meet people organically and things like that and aside from the whole two-year covid thing because obviously two years ago I was what 20 21 they can't understand why people date on dating apps now and obviously I had to sit there and I had to explain to them this is the way of the world and then it was so dangerous and I was like it is dangerous like that that's true I'm not taking away from the fact but you have to have in your own protocols and things like that and it's something that my parents they got they wrapped their head around it because they ended up really liking him after a while but I think it's going to be a challenge that Gen Z face because a lot of us do date on dating apps a lot of us work remote jobs the harder for us to meet people organically and for women in society nowadays anyway it's really unsafe it's really dangerous like just generically dating as a woman and as a generation Z is hard without the plethora of things most of us are going to date on dating apps this fact it's just going to happen what you have to do is you have to not care so much about your parents ideals because your parents aren't dating them I understand that your parents have to approve of them but I think you should also trust in yourself that you're not going to pick a shitty partner 
because why would you want a shitty partner but you have to pick your partner based off your own standards based off your own morals based off who you are as a person based off where you're going and not live your dating life for your parents of course you want your parents to approve but I think at the crux of it a lot of the time I think a lot of us put too much pressure and weight on the fact that they want our parents to approve of the but that isn't always the case your parents nine times out of ten are probably going to approve of your partner if you are happy and they make you happy that's just nine times out of ten what's going to happen so I think don't shun dating apps because your parents didn't meet that way or your grandparents didn't meet that way everyone's tried dating apps in as a gen z i'm pretty sure nine times out of ten all of us have been on there at least once whether it was for hookups whether it was for actual dating however you met your partner obviously i'll be immoral if hopefully you didn't do it in like a yeah he cheated on his previous girlfriend and hopefully that isn't how you how you did it how you meet your partner whether you meet them on a dating app or not like it it doesn't matter it just matters that you're in a loving relationship and you have looked out for the right things and he's passed all of your mental tests, basically, is where I think the traditional and ideals thing, that's the main point I want to make on that. Yeah, I don't have a lot to say on this. I will say one thing, though. When it comes to dating, a lot of people do back and forth a lot. So they they break up for a reason and then they get back together and then they think they can make it work and then they break up again most times for the same reason and then another few reasons added on top of that and then they get back together and then they break up again for the same reasons but it just the, the reasons keep increasing if it didn't work out in the first place or the second time round then you going back and forth it's just really damaging to you as a person to both of you actually it causes a lot of friction and you could potentially be blocking your own blessings without Mm. knowing by just keeping on to someone that you're not supposed to hold on to so I think it's really important to acknowledge and ascertain when a relationship has run its course Mm -hmm. and when someone has fulfilled their purpose in the sense that they've taught you the lesson that you needed to learn or whatever because we all have lessons to learn Mm. by meeting different people and you just gotta let them go and if it works out in some time in the future or if there was like such a mental reason why you guys broke up and it wasn't because there was like domestics if you will like maybe there was Mm. I don't know I can't think of anything like nothing's coming to mind but I think I hope you understand what I mean if the odds weren't in your favor put it that way then maybe it will work out if you just decided to let this person go and open your eyes you could potentially meet someone greater in their own ways I think we're gonna go more into depth for this in about four episodes from now but I think in terms of relationships this is something I also want to hone into sometimes you meet them when you're supposed to meet them and you outgrow them that happens and I think this is another one of those kind of societal kind of discussions that I want to have as a Gen Z and I think it's that with Generation Z and I think women in particular in Generation Z there's a lot of pressure for us to break those kind of gender norms I think this unspoken pressure for us to break them whether we want to or whether we're expected to and things like that and there's this whole that girl era and all of this stuff that's going on on social media and stuff and I think you can meet someone at the time when you're supposed to meet them and you are this person and you are excited for the world and all of this stuff and you're just starting uni and 
and you're at uni and you meet at uni and, and then you get into the working world you have to fight with different men in your career in your industry to get to the top and there could be loads of different reasons that work-life balance and you realize that the world isn't as how you initially saw it or you you have different challenges in your life and you change and you grow as a different person we have different eras in our life where we do change a lot and I think that sometimes that can cause a strain on relationships and sometimes that can cause you to come to a point where you feel like you can't do the relationship anymore and there are two roads that you can go down with this one of the roads is that you can keep fighting for your relationship and remember what you're in it for and sit there and explain to your partner I think I always very much believe in communication is key and at the crux of literally everything communicate with your partner tell them that you're struggling and tell them that you feel different to how you were when you were in love and all of this stuff but the other part is that maybe a relationship isn't what you need right now and this is a really difficult decision to make and I think it was a difficult decision for me to make most recently which is why I'm talking about it is because I realized that I wasn't ready for a relationship at all. The decision that I had to make with that person who I was dating was that, again, he was the one that did everything right by the book, quite literally as if he'd written the book. And that was really difficult for me to come to terms with because it's like, what? They're doing everything right. I don't understand why I don't want to progress and all of that stuff. And at the crux of it, sometimes you just either, one, don't like them enough, or two, it's just not the right time for you you can't if you like I said earlier a relationship is commitment it's a commitment to somebody else and if you can't afford that commitment at the time then you either need to try and figure out how you can make it work or let it go it's funny you say this because my mom gave me this advice years ago she was like Vanessa I get it that you're in love now and I'm happy that you're in love now that's amazing but the things that you think you want right now will turn out to be so different from what you actually end up wanting exactly you end up growing up so much in the next few years that you might look back at this younger version of yourself and be like you know what this is a completely different person and you might meet with your person like later down the line in a couple of years time and it will be like you're getting to meet a stranger all over again because you will change so much yeah and I think it's not spoken about enough I think I've been saying this for the last three years but the gap between 18 to 23 22 23 is wild Like the grow that you go through is wild and you grow a lot with people, but you grow a lot in terms of your character and yourself and your personality and Mm. what you like, what you don't like, and you get to know yourself. You think that, I think all traditions across the world is, oh, when you're 18, you're an adult, you're supposed to have it all figured out. You know what you are now, you know what you're doing, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But actually 18 is literally only the beginning of, getting to know yourself this is what I mean and I feel like this is something that people don't talk about enough either is when you are in a relationship and you're figuring it out and all of that stuff you can grow while you're in your relationship and you can figure yourself out while you're in your relationship as well it's not something that you find someone and then you just stop growing or you stop figuring out you stop living life that's not what your relationship is supposed to entail and I think no I just meant it more in the sense that like you said that you outgrow your person somewhere along the line you outgrow friends and you outgrow people as well like you can grow in your relationship because when you're in the right relationship it should never 
put like pressure on you to stop growing and to stop living life and to stop experiencing things and at the crux of it if you are in a relationship where you feel like you're not growing or you're not learning new things and stuff like that it may not be your relationship it may just be that you aren't going out and learning new things or they don't encourage you to learn new things but it could be a plethora of reasons and again we always knew this episode was going to be tricky because it's so subjective but anyway going back to the main point that Vanessa and I are making sometimes you do outgrow people like that's okay you're not going to be the same person you was like five years ago the thing is though I feel like most of you hold on to to things that you're not meant to hold on to because you're afraid of whatever is next it blows my mind because every time I've had to make a difficult decision to cut certain friendships or to leave certain people behind it hurt in the moment but it turned out to be so much more peaceful than I could have ever imagined we're going to talk about this in the healing and the going for a breakup episode in like four episodes from now or if you're listening to this maybe check to see if the episode is out now but obviously I'm talking about it in terms of present day but just to end on that it is that it's difficult to figure out what you're looking for in a relationship and a partner and it's difficult to figure out what's going to happen next because you don't know the best because you may feel like you've experienced the best and then you experience better how are you supposed to know what's the best if you haven't experienced it yet also I was gonna say if you're in a relationship and the person completely stops pursuing you oh you know, that is a big one yeah like you're not going on dates anymore or you just living that oh the same day on repeat lifestyle which is great by the way routine is amazing but you still need to have that element of dating in there as well where you're going on dates you're still in love with each other because at the end of the day if you're not doing any of that then you're just two friends who happen to share the same bed and have like their lives mixed together in the sense that you see each other in the morning and in the evening so you need to keep the romance alive and go on dates spend time together do activities that maybe you normally wouldn't do get to know your person also make sure that they're doing the same to you obviously yes (laughs) I didn't think I needed to to clarify it but yes of course and just don't lower your standards oh yeah and to figure out all of this stuff listen to season one of the blueprint yeah I I said before and I will say it again just to because I think it's a good way to end this episode learning people's skills will take you very far because you will learn how to see right through lies thank you guys so much for listening we are aware this has been a lengthy episode but we hope you found some of the stuff that we said helpful and you know idea yes our dms are open but also very sorry that this episode is a bit all over the place it was a very tricky episode to record because it's so subjective and vanessa and i never want to feel like we're imposing our opinions on you so yeah we hope you can take away some good things but no matter where you are day night afternoon morning we hope you have a wonderful day we hope you guys enjoyed this episode and we'll speak to you again soon lots of love Bye. bye